0: It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas.
1: Once the game starts, it's just like every other game. I mean, it's not going to be a whole lot of emotion and all that other stuff tied up in it once, you know, the, the clock is ticking. So, you know, the, the story and, and the, the specialness of the opportunity to play a team that you kind of, um, you know, grew up in that organization is, is special. But then, like I said, once once we get going, it's time to go.
0: Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oya Hotel and Casino, it's Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q.
2: And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, live from the Oyo Hotel and Casino inside the Underground Lounge. Newly renovated, got some big screen TVs right now. Fox Sports is on, ESPN is on. Whatever the case, whatever your flavor is, it's on preparing for Monday Night Football. Of course, the bar inside the Underground Lounge, if you want some beverages, we got Hooters right across if you want some food. There's also some really good food menus that they have that have some really good uh, tasty treats on the menu. So if you want to come by, get a little bit of food in your belly before you're heading on over to Allegiant Stadium, you could definitely do that. We've had plenty of people stop by and say what's up and pick up a T-shirt like Todd. Todd just stopped by as well, uh, him and his wife, so we appreciate uh, them for coming on by and saying what's up. And again, on their way to Allegiant Stadium, we'll all meet at the torch uh, where JT and Eric Allen will be doing the pregame show from 3 to 5 and then leading into the kickoff with Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy on the call. We've been asking about keys to victory, what the Raiders need to do to stop the bleeding, stop that three game losing streak that they're on, and pick up a dub and make Raider Nation happy. We got a couple texts here on the WBroke.com text line at 69187, keyword RNR. This one's from uh, uh, STL Raider D. Mr. Q, preach, my brother, you stole everything I was ready to say. You think with Coach McDaniel's offensive prowess, other OC coaches would be afraid. They're not. Teams are stacking the box because they don't fear our head coach nor a quarterback thinking he can't go deep. Love gonna kill. Uh, gonna, Love's gonna look at Pittsburgh tape and go deep. I'm tired of being the get right team. That's STL Raider D, and I think a lot of Raider Nation feels that way. Don't want to be the slump buster. Don't want to be the get right team. Don't want to be the team where okay, this is not what this is what they don't do well. This is what they don't do well. Oh, they do it well today, right? I mean, you just got to be tired of that. If they can't stop the run, then damn it, make sure that they can't stop the run. Run the rock on them and make them make them have to try to run run or stop the run, and then it opens up everything else. If if they don't score in the first half, don't let them all of a sudden become some offensive juggernaut, right? I mean, just there's been too many times when the Raiders have been that on the wrong end of those, those type of situations. They've got to stop from doing that. I uh, got a text from the 209Q. I was watching last night's game and all the games actually, and I can't seem to understand how or why teams play and are, are effective so effort, effortlessly. I feel like we are playing from behind and always working uphill. I'm hoping for that dub today, but if we start off slow, my confidence will be shot down. That's a six nine one eight seven keyword R&R. And, yeah, there's a lot of times that, you know, the Raiders are looking up and they're already down 14 or they're up, they're looking and they're down 10 and they have to come try to come back from behind. And a lot of that has to do with turnovers. One of the biggest keys that I have to the game is that you have to be able to protect the ball. They have 10 turnovers this season and they've only taken the ball away once. That's got to change. They've got to win the turnover battle. They would come out of this game with the, the, winning the turnover battle. More likely than not, they're going to win that game. It's just that simple. So uh, I started off the whole show talking about the keys to victory is nothing, nothing earth-shattering. Like I'm not all of a sudden coming up with some great game plan that has never been heard of. It's basic, fundamental football. They've got to understand the basic fundamentals and go out there and execute it. They go out there and do it. They have enough talent to win the games, but they've got to do the little things right. They've got to do. They've got to play a clean game. Let's put it like that. One guy who's going to be tested early and often is Trayvon Merrick. Uh, he came up with the interception last week. He's playing with the club on his hand, but he's still out there doing the best he can. And really the last couple of games, I think Trayvon Merrick, to his credit, has been playing a lot better than, uh, than what he did even early in the season, the first two games. So I had a chance to catch up with him briefly in the Raiders locker room on Saturday, and we started off talking about that club on his hand. How difficult trying to make plays with that club on your hand?
3: Oh, man. As a safety. You just got to make do with it, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. just got to make do with what it is. Um, you know, just try to do my best, you know, if, like if I had two hands, you know what I'm saying? So that's all I really can do.
2: You guys made a big emphasis on getting the ball during the training camp in this off season, and you did pick up the, off the first one. I know you've had a couple opportunities, but again, with that club, it's a little difficult. Are you starting to see more guys make that move to get go get that ball?
3: Um, yeah, that's just something we talk. Yeah, thank you. That's just something we talk about. You know, kind of our mindset. We want um, you know to attack the ball. You know, interception first, PBU next, and then you know tackle. Um, so. That's just kind of our mentality is just trying to go get the ball. And like I said before, we've got to do that in practice, it starts in practice. So if we can do it there, then, you know, it'll eventually translate into that. How much season.
2: do you feel like you can build off of what you guys did, the success you had in the second half, especially against the Chargers last week?
3: Um, really just keep the same energy, the um, same mindset, you know, the same approach, um, you know, just all 11 of us to the ball, whether it be in the run game, or the passing game, um, and then just all out effort um, and just making sure we're all on our keys.
2: The Packers, they throw the ball deep a lot, right? There's a, they've completed a lot of them, but they also draw a lot of pass interference penalties. How challenging is that going to be on Monday night?
3: Um, we just got to be good with our eyes, um, you know, trust our coaching, be good with our eyes, uh, be good with our technique and just play, you know, clean football, clean defense, um, you know, stay on top of routes, um, you know, and just try to get the ball when we can. What is it
2: like Monday night football coming up? Just, you know, everyone's watching you. It's the last game of the week.
3: Yeah, it's exciting, you know, prime time football. And nothing better to do, you know, coming on Monday night, you know, Las Vegas. Um, so it'll be a good night for football. You know, the fans will be out. It'll be good atmosphere. So we're all excited. Appreciate you. Appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, my man.
2: Trayvon Merrick in the Raiders locker room. That was on Saturday. Everything is pushed back an extra day just because the fact that they're playing on Monday night. So instead of the normal Wednesday, Thursday, Friday schedule, it was the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which gave me an opportunity to get out there to the Intermountain Health Performance Center on Saturday, which is a hell of an opportunity. Uh, more people in the media should actually take advantage of that. But, you know, I digress. I'll take I'll take advantage when I can. I have no problem with that and being able to get a few minutes with Trayvon Merrick. You'll also hear from Amik Robertson in just a little bit, but I did want to trans uh kind of, you know, transfer or, or or transition into a little bit of Coach McDaniel sound from Saturday as well as we had an opportunity to meet with him. It was funny because on Saturday I have my routine. I usually get up super early on Saturday morning, go get my hair cut, and then let the rest of the day go. So we had to meet with Coach McDaniel. So I met with him, or what we all did in the media, met with him around ten fifteen. As soon as he was done, I made a beeline over to the barbershop by eleven, and then I had to be back for the for uh for the locker room action at 1:15. So I had that little small window. And anyone who's ever been to my barbershop, in the cut, shout out to End the Cut. Anyone who's ever been there knows that sometimes it can get a little bit behind. We up there watching games, we're uh, you know, kinda getting caught up in conversation. It's always a good time at the barbershop, but made it back just in time to get to the locker room. But uh, here was a few sound bites from head coach Josh McDaniels, what he had to say to us on Monday. And the first one is about just getting Jimmy G back. I mean, Aiden O'Connell was the starting quarterback last week. Jimmy's back. So how does he feel about getting quarterback
4: one back under center? Um, You know, I mean, obviously when you get your starting quarterback back, I think that's, you know, the whole team feels, you know, feels it. Um, but I, I thought our team responded the right way in terms of who's practicing and all the rest of it last week. I don't think they uh, treated it any differently. Um, I think they respect everybody else. You know, Aiden and Brian were both preparing hard to be ready to go and I thought they handled that the right way. But I think any time your starting quarterback comes back from something like that, I think, you know, you you feel that difference. Um, You know, he's earned that.
2: So there's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about the return of Jimmy Garoppolo. He'll be back under center tonight, and uh, the Raiders are going to need him. And not that they did a, a bad job or not that Aiden O'Connell did a bad job. You can see that he got a lot more comfortable as the game went on last week. You still want to have your starter out there. You want to have your guy that is supposed to go out there and execute the offense and really help take this, make this thing take off. And, you know, I know it hasn't happened yet so far through four weeks, but you would assume and hope that he's able to get back into the mix I mentioned earlier that Nate Hobbs is going to be out mentioned uh, earlier that Marcus Epps is going to be affected Amik Robertson a guy that you're going to hear from in the Raiders locker room uh, he's a guy that got some burn last week he had to step in and he played a bunch of different roles Uh, he's probably going to have to step in and be heard from tonight as well here's coach McDaniels talking about Amik Robertson being ready and stepping into action
4: Amik's learned a lot of roles you know because he plays a you know there's he's backing up a lot of different spots and all the rest of it which is not easy to do um You know, went in there and he did, you know, aggressive, tackled, covered, you know, um, I have a lot of confidence in Amik. I think our team does, too. So, um, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out relative to that whole, you know, the the role he'll end up fitting in this week and and the things we may need from him. But he's always ready to go and and went in and, and did his job.
2: So there he is. Meek Robinson, I think, is definitely going to have to be, uh, you know, heard from tonight. Uh, he's a guy that, again, he, he he puts maximum effort out there every single time that he's on the grass, uh, whether it's one play or 100 plays, right? He's going to give you everything he's got. Uh, he's a he's a good guy to, 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 to root for. He's the last guy that's left from the 2020 class, draft class, which tells you all you need to know about the Raiders and their drafting ability that, you know, that – he's the last of the Mohicans that is left right I mean the last guy from that draft class still on the roster And it seems like every single year uh he's one of the last guys to to make the roster at least the way that we end up talking about it you know we always kind of project our 53 man roster and sometimes we say you know he's not going to make it or he is going to make it or whatever the case may be and You know, I know I've kept him off my my roster a couple times, and I've even told him about that, right? And we talk about that in the locker room, that you'll hear that conversation a little bit later, that, you know, people doubt him. He just continues to try to prove to himself, prove to himself, prove to himself that he belongs and he should be in the league. And, again, he continues to earn the roster spot. The Raiders have a rookie, Ja'Korian Bennett. He's, you know, a little bit banged up. I don't know how much action you'll see from him tonight. He's got the hamstring injury. He's got the shoulder injury. I mean, he looked okay in the Raiders' locker room on Saturday, but that's not out there playing. That's out there. It's being in the locker room. So I can't really take anything from that. But now that you know that uh, Tyler Hall and Troy Pride Jr. have both been activated onto the 53-man roster, there could be a potential of maybe a Ja'Cory Bennett will not be out there or will be in there in a limited capacity. But here's Coach McDaniels talking about Ja'Cory learning when to be aggressive.
4: You know, I mean, there's, uh, again, I think with the young players, you know, um, they're tested a little differently in the NFL maybe than they were in college, but Jake was around the ball a lot at Maryland and got his hands on a lot of footballs there. Um, and in order to do that, you got to be in tight coverage. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, he's, he's been a sticky guy, you know, since we got him. And uh, I think there's just an element of learning, you know, what gets called, what doesn't get called. Um, different receivers run routes differently. They play the ball differently when it's in the air. Um, and you just, you know, those are little refined techniques that take time to, you know, really get good at. And uh, J.B. works really hard in practice at it. Um, you know, he's a young kid with a bright future.
2: So there you go. You hear Joshua Daniels talking about uh, Ja'Cory Bennett and what he's doing and how he's working. And, you know, he's a guy that, again, he's very physical. He likes to be physical which is great, right? You want to see a guy that's able to get in there and get the tackles, and, you know, he, he's also a guy that makes plays on the ball, but he also is a guy that's very handsy. Uh, he's a guy that's going to get called for some penalties, and you've seen that he's already been called for some penalties, so he's got to figure out how to clean that up, but I can tell you that he's working on it. You can see that he's working hard, and he's a very willing tackler, which I think is very important for him to be at that in that role. I mean, you just you got to have guys that, yeah, you want them to get after the ball, but you also want them to be able to get the ball carrier to the ground. Well, how about another rookie? How about Tyree Wilson? He's obviously a guy that we've talked about quite a bit after being drafted number seven overall out of Texas Tech, and we know that he wasn't drafted to be in the role that he's in right now, which is playing a lot of snaps, but that's what it is with Chandler Jones not being there, so he's continuing to work and work and work, and it looked like last week he was starting to get better, so here's Coach McDaniels talking about Tyree's improvement
4: week to week. I think there's improvement every week, no question. You know, it was a little, you know, there was the the, the very beginning, we were a little slow off the ball, you know, and, and there was a delay there. I think he's really worked hard at that. I think he's getting much more comfortable, I'd say, with everything that he's doing. Um, now he's practicing at full pace, full tempo, full speed. He's taking a uh, normal amount of practice repetitions. It's not a tapered in kind of thing. So I think that's a big thing also. Uh, certainly, I think what everybody's, you know, hoping, waiting, excited to see at some point are maybe some more impactful plays. You know, you hit the quarterback, you sack the quarterback, you create some turnovers, um, which I think those will come uh, in time. I mean, he's obviously a disruptive kind of a guy, but I thought he made some really good plays last week, you know, at the line of scrimmage. I thought he was really physical. He's starting to use his length and understand how he needs to play different different, uh, pass protectors. Um, but his role is being able to expand because he's able to practice longer, harder, at the right tempo. So um, we knew this would be a little bit of a process because there was such a delay in him starting. Um, But I think now that his his wind and his conditioning is improving, I I think you just keep going, you know, and and hopefully the disruptive plays and the, the real negative plays start to happen as well.
2: So there's Coach McDaniels talking about Tyree's improvement week to week, and I do think you're starting to see him uh, play a little bit bigger role. You start to see him make a play here and there, and you just want to see him stack those and, and, and be consistent and be a really good player for this team. And they need him. They need him to be a really good player sooner rather than later. Just got a couple more sound bites from head coach Josh McDaniels from Saturday when we met with him at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And this one is about the defensive line uh, working to get off the ball. You heard him what he was saying about Tyree a little slow off the line. Well, there's a few guys that are a little slow off the line, and so the defensive line is continuing to work on that, work on that, and working on that. Here's Coach McDaniels trying to explain it.
4: No, I think you got to, you know, sometimes um, guys might have used the, uh, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's no different with offensive linemen when they go to a silent cadence, you know, in the NFL, you know, you got to, there's got to be a uh, an ability to kind of feel the football move and go, or you got to stare in at it and trust that, you know, what what's in front of you, you know, isn't going to necessarily change dramatically. And then you got to, you know, be able to get your head and eyes up to the man. So, Um, just, you know, he's got to see the ball. You know what I mean? Obviously all all defensive linemen, that's what they go off of. So um, it's not a noise thing. It's not a cadence thing. You can't afford to do that in our league because the quarterbacks change it too much. So um, I think he's obviously he's learned from that um, and improved that and needs to continue to do that. But the defensive linemen work on it every day. I think it's just different when you get into a game and you feel it for the first time.
2: So there you go. There's uh, Josh McDaniels talking about defensive linemen just kind of trying to get off real quick and, and get off the ball and and uh, what it looks like, right? He's kind of expanding on the Tyree Wilson conversation. Now I got one more soundbite from Coach McDaniels, and this one's a very long answer, uh, and it's something that we talked about. We talked about with Lincoln Kennedy last week, and that's why I wanted to save this one for last because it was really a good, uh, good answer, uh, and it's a conversation that we've had. And it's talking about adjustments, and this is actually the question that I asked specifically because – we talked to Lincoln Kennedy about adjustments and what the coaching staff needs to do. So I asked coach straight up about, you know, is it a field thing? Is he waiting until halftime time to make adjustments? What, you know, how does he go about, you know, deciding what kind of adjustments he needs to make again, a very extremely long answer, but here it is talking about making adjustments.
4: It depends like what, how big of one you're talking about. Um, um, I think if you're getting played radically different than what you anticipated, Um, There's really no feel about it. You just, uh, you better do it. You know what I mean? In terms of uh, what you expected, you know, coverage front, whatever pressure. If all of a sudden they're doing a lot more, if the offense on the other side is doing something that our defense didn't necessarily expect or haven't seen from them, um, you don't have time to wait for halftime. You know, you got to get over there to the sideline and uh, make a decision first on what you feel like is best to do and then try to go ahead and communicate it to your group. So that you could go ahead and and hopefully handle it the right way the next time out there. Um, You know, I think there's definitely a feel element of if your team, if it's not a schematic issue, uh, but your team needs something a little bit different, um, you know, stagnant or what have you, not enough of this. Uh, to create momentum you know then i think maybe you just you know there's a feel element to that Q, uh where you just you know make a decision and a choice and say hey we're going to do this whether that's new no huddle or uh, we're going to throw it more run it more you know there's a lot of different ways to look at it um, i think you just have to look at what you're you know what you're doing well uh, and then try to make a decision but i've never really felt like you have to wait for something you know, because if you wait for some specific meeting that you have, uh, sometimes it's too long. You know, and you're, um, it, it's too late. So, um, try to make them as best we can, as quickly as possible. Um, halftime is always an opportunity to have a productive meeting. Um, you know, and just kind of restart yourself for the next half and decide what you want to do and explain to the guys where we're at in the game, what's happened so far, and then how we want to start on on every phase of the unit that they're on. So. Um, it's a every game's different, which is the fun of football.
2: So there you go. Like I said, a very long answer from Coach McDaniel's, but I just kind of wanted to get his thoughts on adjustments and when he was making adjustments. And you hear him right there. Sometimes you have to make them uh, right then and there. If not, then you'll get too far behind. Sometimes you can wait till halftime. Sometimes. You know, it's just, it all depends on when you're going to do what you got to do and how you got to make those adjustments. So I thought it was a question that was definitely worth answering. And uh, you heard what he had to say about that. Now let's go inside the Raiders' locker room. Uh, you heard Coach McDaniels talk about Amika Robertson a little earlier. Uh, how about Amika? Me and Vinny had a chance to catch up with him. Really good conversation. He's a guy that I think is going to get some pretty good uh, attention tonight and probably have to be out there. Uh, on the field quite a bit, especially with Nate Hawes being out, Marcus Epps being questionable, uh, so Amik Robertson may be called into action early and often. Well, here's a conversation with Vinny and myself and Amik Robertson.
3: Signed on Sunday, just lining up pretty much everywhere uh, in the defensive backfield. Are you have you got to that point where wherever you got to go out there and play?
5: Yep, been that same way since since I've been here. You know, that was my duty, my job to know. Nickel in corner So whenever Something happen You know Someone go down I be the guy to You know Step up So that's why I say I, Even if I don't get that many snaps. You know, I always treat practice like I'm in a game. Even if I'm not getting a lot, you know, I always get mental reps. If I'm out there, I get physical physical, physical reps. So it's like, you know, anytime my numbers call, you know, I'm, you know, I'm ready. I'll be able to go out there and help the team win, put myself in a position to make plays. Is there a, is there a position that you prefer or is it? No. <laughs> not at all. As long as I got opportunity to be on the field, you know, I take advantage of it. When you're watching the game from the sidelines and you don't really know exactly where you're going to get called, mm-hmm. how are you kind of watching the game? Uh for the call, whatever the call is, I look at whoever at the nickel position, whoever at the corner position, I say, okay, he probably got this, corner got, got this, so I just, you know, picture myself out there and see what I'll do, so that's, that's how, you know, I train myself. You know? Is
3: there a dramatic difference between any of those spots?
5: For me, no. <laughs> I mean, the nickel, you probably gotta know, you know, you gotta, gotta have great eyes as far as, you know, none of your run fits, run gaps, shifts, motions, but, I think I kind of key, my, you know, worked on my key work and all that so much, you know, it's it's, it's just becoming easy for me. Like I said, I'm you know I'm in year four, man. I'm right. a you know, I'm a veteran, so I mean I, I always you know expect the une- unexpected. So when I'm out there, you're not know, going play fast. It's time
2: flying though, fight fast. Definitely. It? It's <laughs> like definitely I remember I was,
5: a, I was a rookie, man. I had a guy named mayors uh, D- uh, Randall, and of course John Abram. You know they took me in when I yeah. came in as a rookie, I was staying with them, and they told me that it was gonna fly by, so. Take advantage of every opportunity to take care of my body, you know, because uh, the season's long, but it's but it's short. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, definitely. Yes, uh, I, I think my years in the league had definitely flown by. You guys but,
3: are coming off a second half where you pitched a shutout. Um, do you feel like that's something to build on? There's some momentum there?
5: That- I think we just, you know, I mean, that's that's always a good thing, man. But we just got to keep on going, man. You know, and defense continues striding. Offense continues striding. Special teams continue striding. You know, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is a game of inches. And we want to be that team to try to do everything right, you know, to help, help, you know, come out with our Where
2: Where's that mentality come from where you said that I've got to stay ready, i got to be ready no matter what happens. When my number's called, i got to be out there. Where did you get that mindset to be able to stay sharp like that?
5: I mean, just, you know, uh, playing football since I was five. Of course, you know, becoming know, you know, I was a guy when I was, you know, younger. But coming into the league, man, you know, this is the best of the best, the best guys. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the NFL is, you know, I don't want to get off topic, but the NFL is not not for long, so you have to take advantage of every opportunity that, that you get if you're not if you're a starter, backup guy. So whatever your number's called, you be you be ready.
2: All offseason, all training camp, all preseason, the emphasis was get the ball, get the ball, get the yeah. ball. And you guys got one yeah. on yeah. Sunday. Can that be something you build on and do they come definitely.
5: in bunches as well? Definitely is is definitely contagious. You know, that's that. You know, I've been learning that since high school. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, one person make a play, someone next about to make a play, or they gonna double back and make a make a play on the ball. You know, I, stuff like that. Getting the ball it, it becomes contagious. You know. Hopefully, I be the one to get the, it, get the
2: Is the that next just one. an instinctual type thing as well, just to get that
5: ball? De- definitely. Yeah. You know, uh, that, you know that was that's that's how I got here. Yeah. You know by always being around the ball, so I I try to emphasize that. Always running to the ball. You know, always trying to be around it. Because my opinion, I think you know I. I I do special things when I run the ball. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of try to get better each and every, every day, trying to help, you know, help the game slow down and put myself in the distance and always be running the ball.
2: Every time you mention football, you get a smile on your face. Yeah. What does this game mean to you?
5: Yeah, I, lo- I love the game. I always told them, you know, if I, if I could play for free, I will. Yeah. You know, so Don't tell them that, though. Nah, I ain't going t- <laughs> to tell them that, but, yeah, I, I love football, man. Since I was five, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's my happy place. Some, Sometimes it don't always go your way, but you yeah. got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy it while you're while you can
2: what does it mean to you? I see you sometimes on social media, and it feels like you know people doubt you, and you say I, I, that's that energy you need. What what is what do you what goes through your mind when you see that or hear that?
5: I, I mean, I made it just just fall not only proving it to other people but proving it to myself. Yeah. So I kind of harp myself on it. Like right. Of course, you're going to have doubt of I like it. You yeah, know? yeah. That's why I, 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 don't, I see it, but I just don't don't respond to it. So each and every day, of course, I prove it to myself first. Mm-hmm. But I love, you know, love proving it to uh, them, you know, just to show that I belong here.
2: Right. What does it mean, Monday Night Football, last game of the week?
5: Um. It's You know, it's, it's a blessing to be out there, man. You know, being a part of this organization, being able to go out there, put on for my team, you know, put, put on five families, you yeah. know, um, most importantly, man, we gotta come out, come out with the dub. You know, and right. Try to stack these dubs.
2: Right. Appreciate you. Yep. There goes Mick Robertson, myself, and Vinny in the locker room on Saturday, just getting to catch up with the corner, who's gonna be uh, probably pressing the action quite a bit tonight. Uh, with the injuries that the Raiders are dealing with, and he's a guy that stays ready, right? If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And that what they say? That's Amik Robertson through and through. We got a text from the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r and Amik is my favorite player. I hope he balls out the rest of the year. I'd love a signed jersey. Uh, and then he also said keys to the game. Execution from the O-line needs to be on point for Jimmy and Josh. Defense, no sevens. So uh, there you go. So uh, that's from the 253, talking about Amik and the keys to the victory. Offensive line's got to be on point, and they do. They need to step up. They need to make sure Jimmy stays uh, stays upright and open up some holes for Josh Jacobs. Give him a chance to uh, you know to score. To I mean to, uh, to to get some open open looks while he's trying to run through the through the box. Man, I mean they they just haven't been able to open it up anything for for the Raiders' run game yet. So they need to make sure that they do that. Uh, also got a text from Sir Whiskey Ray. Good afternoon, gentlemen. On game day, tonight's game is crucial, and I believe it's a must-win game. Keys to tonight's game, as I believe, we have to keep drives alive on offense with first downs, which leads to touchdowns. I don't want three points. We need touchdowns. Our defense must play solid with consistent pressure on Jordan Love. A couple sacks and turnovers is a must here. Can we please make that Packers offense punt a minimum of four times? Lastly, if we can make them punt, it's important to have good field possession. A short field to work with on offense would be welcome here at at home tonight. I'd love to get 30-plus points. Thanks as always, Q. Just win, baby. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And, yeah, we had had the call from, uh, who was it, Raider Dave, I believe, in Denver, who said 31 points. So, uh, yeah, man, if the Raiders could push 30, that would be great. They haven't pushed 20 yet this year. If they could hit 30, that would be fantastic, and I would feel pretty good about their chance to win that game. But they've got to start. Start hot and finish. They can't just start hot in the first quarter like they've done and then fall asleep for the second and third quarter then decide they're going to try to come back fast and furious in the fourth quarter. It's not going to work, man. You're not going to beat very many teams like that. You're sure not going to beat good ones like that. So I don't know how good this Packers team is. I don't think that they're great. I really don't. I think that they're decent. They have a quarterback that's going to test the ball down the field. They have a quarterback that's going to try to get those chunk yards, a quarterback that believes in himself. Uh, Aaron Jones is, you know, I think that he's going to be out for this game inactive. So that's that's obviously a, a big loss for them because a lot of their offense is really built around Aaron Jones. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. And if A.J. Uh, a. Dillon is able to step up and, and, and play a role. Or or not. We'll find out. But let's find out all things about this game from the Packers side of things, from the Raiders side of things. Lisa Salter, she's going to be on the sidelines for ESPN. She does every single Monday night football game. She's fantastic. Sideline reporter always has a special place in my heart. We all know that. We'll talk to her next here on Reddish Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six foot party trays, they're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com.
0: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino.
2: Got a little bit less than 30 minutes left in the show, then I'll be making my way over to Allegiant Stadium. Of course, JT The Brick and Eric Allen will start with the official pregame show coming up at 3 o'clock. Looking forward to that. They'll be live from The Torch there at Allegiant, so you want to go on by there, hang out. EA is always signing autographs, taking pictures. He's a hell of a dude, so definitely, if you haven't had an opportunity to meet him or even be in the stadium, go and soak it in and enjoy it. So get there a little bit early. As I mentioned, we'll be making a beeline from here to the stadium as soon as this show gets wrapped up. We've had a lot of Raider Nation stop by and say what's up and let me know that they're on their way to the stadium as well. So I definitely appreciate uh, everybody who has done that. We're efforting Lisa Salters from ESPN. Uh, She's going to be doing uh, the sideline reporting for tonight's game, Monday Night Football Action. So as soon as we get her, my man Ari in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio is trying to get her as we speak. But as soon as we do, we'll go right to her. But let's go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Save Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind?
6: Well, first of all, that's right, Saved Raider coming at you. Shout out to Jesus who died on the cross for the remission of our sins. Just wanted to throw that out there. And a shout out to Raider Greg out of the 916. Congratulations on the, the upcoming newborn. And uh, I say that because I'm going to be flying out to the 916. So uh, he caught my attention with that one. But I like to laugh because that's what uh, helped me get through always these topsy-turvy seasons of the Raiders. And um, one of the things that I crack up on is Josh McDaniels. What's the over-under of him during his pressers of saying, you know, you know, you know, you know. (laughs) Derek Carr used to say the same thing. I used to wonder what was the over-under on him saying, you know, and versus Josh McDaniels saying, you know. So that's always funny to me. But as far as the game, I believe... If the Raiders could just simply play a clean game, zero to to no more than three penalties, they win. Oftentimes, they lose because of penalties. So, if they could simply just play a clean game, I think they win the game, and we could start a nice little winning streak. That's all Save Raider got from now. God bless the Raider Nation. Peace.
2: All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you. Yeah, a lot of people point out Josh Verdano saying, you know, I don't, I don't hold that against him. Not everybody is, uh, you know, fantastic at, at talking. And, you know, so there's always something that people say. So I never really worry about it. I know he says it a, uh, a lot. But, you know, to me it is what it is. It's just one of those things that he says and one of those things that he does. I actually uh, – that what bothers me, and this is not a Joshua Daniels thing, this is an everybody thing, is when people smack their lips. That drives me crazy. Whenever you hear that, that stuff, that, drives, that just sounds gross. No, it, that drives me crazy. But that's just me. You know, again, I can't, I can't blame anybody for uh, how they talk or or what they say or what their little catchphrases are. But thank you so much for that call. And yeah, the penalties, penalties, penalties. Make sure you don't shoot yourself in the foot by a bunch of unnecessary penalties. Raider Al said, "Quick start, strong uh, finish, bro. Pressure on Love. Let's not make him look like Pat Mahomes." That's from my guy, Raider Al. Uh, Vegas pa- Pete said, "Who won the Pats ticket?" Also, as Madden said, don't worry if the horse is blind, just load the wagon. Hope to see 77 at right tackle, and thanks for that text. Mark won the tickets. We called him a little bit earlier to let him know that he's going to be going to the Raiders in the Patriots game next weekend, and uh, that's courtesy of Boyd Gaming, so uh, thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, Thayer Mumford potentially being there at the right tackle spot. He's 77. Maybe that's what they do. I think that they start out with Jermaine Illuminor, but if he has another rough outing, and he could, right, there's some really good pass rushers that the Packers have. If he has a bad outing, you might see the move to Thayer Mumford. One more. Text, and then we'll uh, hopefully have Lisa Salters from ESPN. This is from Brad in Concord. Uh, He said, we've all pretty much covered the keys of the game. Also, going forward, fundamentals, do your job to the whistle and win the turnover battle and the penalties battle. And for God's sake, don't make Jordan Love and now a backup running back look like a Pro Bowl or candidate. Fundamentals are also include the coaches too, since we've seen some question marks floating over particular game-altering decisions the last few weeks. Good detailed text right there from Brad in Concord. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You can't allow a team to all of a sudden look like an all-pro team, uh, as the Raiders have done many, many times. So hopefully (laughs) that is not the case tonight's game. Hopefully they're out there playing sound defense and playing sound football, complementary football, both sides of the ball, offense and defense looks really good well let's go ahead and get a little bit of a preview of tonight's game and uh, join us now on the phone lines from espn as promised is the great lisa salters and lisa thanks so much for your time i appreciate you before we actually get into the game packers and raiders i gotta ask as a guy who loves the sideline reporting and you do a fantastic job of it how much fun is it to have that view that's got to be the best view in the house to be the sideline reporter
0: it's fantastic i mean uh there's not a better seat in the house. Um, it's like, you know, my friends ask me now, like, Hey, come to this game and that game. I'm like, well, no, like I'm used to being, <laughs> I'm used to being on the sideline. I don't want to go sit in the stands somewhere. Um, so yeah, you, you can't beat it. Um, you, you, hear everything, uh, you see everything, you feel everything. It really is, uh, the best uh, place to watch a game.
2: Yeah, no, it really is. And it's a, it's an exciting role. And obviously, it feels like you're almost part of the game just being down there on the field. But Monday Night Football, how special is that when all eyes are on on that game in particular?
0: It's iconic, really. I mean, you know, even back from when I was a kid. um You know, it was appointment viewing Monday night football was the one time your parents let you stay up late. uh, So you could whether your team was playing or not, because, you know, it was what everyone did on Monday night. They, you know, whatever game was on. And so, you know, it's that way today as well to hear players say it, um, you know, that they watched when they were kids. And, uh, you know, Max Crosby was just telling me this week, he's like, you know, all games are special. He says, but I, I like to play when everyone is watching and he's you know he said for me I, I like to go out on a monday night and feel like i'm putting on a show because everyone you know i know that everyone is watching
2: yeah there's no doubt about that again lisa salters espn sideline reporters joining us here on radio nation radio 920 speaking of max crosby how special of a player is that guy
0: oh my gosh i mean just uh, i mean on and off the field uh it's just been a pleasure to 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 you know, follow his story uh you know we've been been following him for the last several years, got to hear his personal story, which is so inspiring in and of itself. But, you know, that's, you know, he's an, an awesome football player yeah. as well to boot. Um, so just watching him do what he does, um, four sacks, is it in, his, in the in these yep. first four? Yep. Um, you know, to, to, to hear the numbers that, you know, his 20 pressures are third in the league uh since, since he, he came in 2019. Um, is 20, 226 pressures, the most uh, in the league. And, you know, that's ahead of guys like Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett. So, um, I mean, Max Crosby, just the sky's the limit for, for him. And, and, you know, he's just such a he just seems to be such a great dude off the field as well that you can't help. Uh, but pull for a guy like him.
2: No, there's no doubt about that. He's fantastic to watch, and he brings the energy and, and just, I mean, obviously is a fan favorite. There's no doubt about that. Jimmy G, he's going to return this week after being out with a yes. concussion. Uh, how big uh-huh. is that for the Raiders? How excited is the coaching staff to get him back?
0: Um, I mean, it's big um, because they're tr- they're really trying to right this ship, right? Um, you know, one in three, it's not where they want to be. Uh, and we're just talking to Jimmy um a short while ago and he said that he knows a lot of this is on him that he needs to get the offense um particularly the passing game in a better rhythm early and that for him he said means taking the easier throws he said honestly there have been some easier throws that have been there that I just haven't taken i've tried to go for a more difficult throw deeper down the field he said but i've got to take those easier easier throws Get the easy completion. Let guys get the ball. Right. Get the yards after the catch. And he goes. That's really when our offense gets going. Um, so he knows that, that that you know that's his game plan. His strategy this week is to get the offense out of the gate uh, early. I was surprised to find out uh, that the Raiders, I believe, are the only team. Uh, in the league that hasn't scored nineteen points in a game yet this, this season. Is that yeah uh, am I right?
2: Yeah. Matt? No you're Is right Steph about that. We've been we've been talking about that a lot, Lisa.
0: <laughs> I mean that's I'm sorry. I don't don't mean to like No, know. no,
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I
0: mean when I read that I was like, what? Like, you know, you guys have a lot of a lot of weapons. Like how could that be possible? So um, you know, as Josh McDaniel said, like we don't really know who we are yet because we haven't played Uh, A full game of, you know, complimentary football. So it's tough to say who we can be because we really haven't seen yet what we can be. Um, And it starts with the turnovers. Um, You know, that, you know, that's issue Mm -hmm. priority number one. That's got to be priority number one, taking care of the ball. Jimmy, Jimmy knows that Uh, he's got six interceptions. Um, But Certainly, you know, just listening to head coach Daniels, just listening to him talk, you could just hear the frustration in his voice. Like every time we put on the uniform, we turn the ball over in every game. Mm -hmm. So we have got, you know, if we can just, you know, stop that and play, then he said we can figure out who we are.
2: Yeah. You know, the thing about it is they haven't even scored a touchdown in the second or third quarter. That's something that I've been talking about. That's incredible. I, how do you change that? And I guess, you know, Coach McDaniels has told me uh, possessions and not, like you said, turn the ball over, but no touchdowns in the second and third quarters so far this season. You're not going to win too many games like that. Uh, in, in, All season,
0: in, but they have scored in the first quarters, so. Right. Which yeah, and so incredible. they're they're kind of getting off to a good start, and then just stalling. I guess you've watched every game that yep. they they played. Is that the, has that been the case?
2: Yeah, it's the first quarter they get off to a good start, and the fourth quarter they try to come back from behind, and it worked one oh. time. And it hasn't <laughs> worked the other times yet. So it's like right. you know you talk about four quarter games, and they only only play two quarters that are well are really good, but they're only the first and the fourth instead of the you know like one right. half to the other. It's it's bizarre how how right. it's been going. It's just yeah. I wish I had the answer. I'd have a million dollars. <laughs> so if, when you're looking at the Packers side of things, of course, Jordan Love is the quarterback. It's no doubt about it. it has been four games. Uh, how, how pleased do you feel like the coaching staff is with what Jordan Love has been able to do?
0: Well, think about the enormous amount of pressure that the kid yeah. uh, is under. This is just his sixth start uh, in his entire career. Um, he, he sat around for a while behind one of the best to ever do it. But think about this, for the last 30 years, the Packers have had uh, an opening day quarterback named Rodgers or Favre. Yeah. And so now, and, and I thought, that, I was like, wait a minute, that seems, that cannot possibly be right. And then I went back and saw, oh, well, yeah, like, you know, it was Favre from 93 to, 2000, to um, you know, from 93 to to 2007, and then Aaron from 2008 to 2022. So you know, he, he knows the, the shoes that he's filling. He says, he you know, he tries not to focus on that because he doesn't want to add too much pressure on himself. But yet he does understand kind of the history of every time he walks into the building. He says you can't help but feel the history every time you walk into Lambeau, that it's, you know, such a special place. I think uh, at two and two, uh, like he said, that they're, they've done some good things. Um, but there's a lot that they want to clean up. I'm sure they want to clean up. He's just completed 56% of his passes. I'm sure they want that number to be higher. Um, but he will have all of his, his guys back this week at full strength. Uh, you know, Christian Watson, he made his debut last week. Um, he, I think he got nicked up with a hamstring injury right before leading into week one. Uh, So he didn't play the first three weeks of the season, but was on a pitch count last week in his debut. And Aaron Jones also uh, kind of banged up with a a hamstring injury. He played. um, He missed weeks two and three. He did play last week as well. But he said that being on a pitch count is something that he has never (laughs) done before. He said it was so weird. I said, in what way? And he said, because I felt like I'm in the game, but not able to have an impact on the game. I think he had five rushes for 18 yards. He played just 20 snaps. He said, I felt like I really couldn't be, and I was happy to be out there back on the field. But he said, I definitely did not feel like I was able to make an impact because they were limiting me as they should have. He said, you know, I'm not uh, upset with that. Um, But this week, both Watson and Jones uh, should not, they shouldn't have any restrictions at all. I think both are looking forward uh, to being let loose.
2: Lisa Salters from ESPN is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, talking all things Monday Night Football. How about the fact that the Packers have really struggled to stop the run this season? And the Raiders have, well, they've struggled to get the run going with the guy who led the league in rushing the season to go in, Josh yeah. Jacobs. Is this a game where you see Josh maybe being able to get loose in this one?
0: I mean, I know that that's what they're looking to do. Um, you know, you talked to uh, Coach McDaniels this week, and, then, you know, he said the message has just been there are too many unblocked players. Yeah. Uh, you know, get a hat to the hat. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo just said, buck up. We've got to move some people. It's got to start with with that line. Um, so I, I think that that's kind of what they're hoping to be able to do is to get Josh Jacobs going. Um, but but you said it. They, they've struggled uh, all season long. I got to tell you, though, Q, what I'm looking forward to the most is Devontae and Jair. <laughs>
5: now, yeah. So,
0: I know everyone is hyping it up, and like Devontae said, look, they hyped up the same thing with me and Jalen Ramsey in the playoffs a couple of years ago. And the you know the reality is that we didn't get that many snaps against each other because because I move a lot. Sometimes I'm in the slots. He said I don't know how many how many one-on-one head-to-head matchups we're going to have in the game. He said, but whatever amount that we have. You know, he's like, I'm sure both of us are going to take advantage of it. Um, but for me, I, I don't care if it's one or a hundred. I, you <laughs> know, I'm looking forward to it just because Jair is such a great guy. Uh, um, Devontae is such a great guy. They're such great competitors. Neither one of them bats down. And just to hear Jair doing his chirping all week, um, you know, he, he told me on the phone, he's like, yeah, we, years one and two. Uh, Devontae, you know, he had me. He said, but three and four, he was a little shaky. I definitely had the upper hand. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, really? <So laughs> I, asked, I When I asked Devontae that, he's like, I'm not sure, you know, what story he's telling. But he's like, I can promise you, Green Bay or here in Vegas, if it's me versus anybody in any practice, I'm going to be on top. So <laughs> okay. in, he yes. said, 17 is going to win. And I was like, okay. yeah." I-, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see
2: it. Right. No, I can't either. It's going to be fantastic. And I'll tell you, I knew how great he was when he was in Green Bay, but getting to see him up close to personal at practice oh, and yeah. just seeing how dominant it is, is, he's just a different dude. I mean, he's just a different – I mean, he's amazing, right? It's like, wow, they let that guy get out of town? It's right. and,
0: and Sneaky good too. I yeah. mean, he, he's, he may not run the route that – that you think that he's going to run, but he's going to be open. Yep, <laughs> And all the quarterback has to do is find him.
2: Yeah, exactly right. Well, it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited for it. Monday night football, Packers, Raiders, two historic franchises and two teams that really need a win. And let me ask you this as we close this out. Uh, Lisa, how, how do you think that uh, you know Green Bay hasn't played since that Thursday night game against the Lions? It seems like it was weeks ago now. It was just a couple Thursdays ago. But how, how much do you think that that will help them having that much time off?
0: I think it will help them. Uh, the players have said that it will help them because, again, you know, they have guys coming back from injury. Um, you know, even though they did play last week, it, it's always good to, to have a little bit of extra time. Um, I was talking to Jair about that because he had a, had a back injury and, um, you know, is listed as questionable on, on the injury report, but said, I'm playing. Uh, so that was, you know, good to hear. But he said definitely the extra day certainly helps.
2: I believe it. There's no doubt about it. Well, Lisa, thanks so much for your time. Definitely appreciate you. That's the great Lisa Salters from ESPN. Sideline reporter. Fantastic job. Uh, and I know you'll have a fun time tonight. Monday night football action. Packers and the Raiders Allegiant Stadium. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you. My pleasure. There she goes, Lisa Saltis from ESPN, fantastic job as always. Can't wait to uh, hear her and see her on the broadcast as well and uh, maybe even get a chance to catch up with her following the game. But uh, she does a great job, and uh, there's always a warm spot in my heart for the sideline reporter. And really, the sideline reporter's job is fantastic until you get to a place that's like Chicago or somewhere that's outside, right, that you don't want to be dealing with the elements like Buffalo. My worst uh my worst experience was as a high school as a high school football sideline reporter was in Temple, Texas, man. Actually it's in Harker Heights. And man, oh man, it was I swear it was raining on top of me. Like I just I think that there was no other rain in the whole place except for wherever I was at. And I was drenched. That was the last time that I ever got caught slipping like that. I went out and immediately bought some things called frog togs and it made sure that I stayed dry at all times. So I got caught slipping once, never ever get caught slipping again. 2.49 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We'll take a quick break. Come back. ESPN's got a feature tonight on Devontae Adams. He's sitting down with Larry Fitzgerald. They sent me over the teaser so I can let you hear it. It's going to actually come up around 4.30 uh, on ESPN. So we'll let you. hear that and we'll close out the show again live from the Underground Lounge. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.
0: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino.
2: Many thanks again Elisa Salters from ESPN. Join us in the last segment to talk all things Packers and Raiders Monday Night Football. She'll be on the sidelines for Monday Night Football action. And we are here at the OYO, the Underground Lounge. Uh, we're here every single Monday night. We're doing this a little bit early today because we got to pitch the sticks on to JT, the Brick, and Eric Allen at Allegiant Stadium for the official pregame show leading you into kickoff. Raiders, Packers, 5 o'clock, of course. Uh, Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy will be on the call. Around 4.30, though, on ESPN, if you're not going to the game and you're just sitting at the house and you're watching, they're going to have a feature. Devontae Adams sitting down with the great Larry Fitzgerald, who uh, will be a Hall of Famer. He's a hell of a wide receiver. Uh, two great wide receivers sitting down with each other. Here's just a little bit of a preview of that
1: conversation. What do you do every single day to continue to, to improve on on that skill set? Well, I work at it. Simple as that. I want to master each part before I, you know, move on to something else. So, speed releases. Obviously, I'm here in front of the DB, and on the snap, I'm speed. I'm literally taking off. So, in order to have a good hard stick release, is when you come off, and it's the same feeling of a speed release to the point where you stick your foot in the ground to go back inside. If I speed release and everything is all low here and I take off every time it looks like that and then when I go to hard stick it looks like that off the line. A good DB is going to understand that he's going to feel he knows what it feels like that's the the idea of releases is keeping the DB honest that way he plays slow.
2: There you go. There's Devontae Adams, a little preview of him and what Larry Fitzgerald had to say. And when you hear two wide receivers talking about the art of, well, running routes, that's something to definitely pay attention to. That's coming up on ESPN around 430. That's going to do it for us here from the Underground Lounge. About to make a beeline over to Allegiant Stadium. I'll see you at the Coors Light Landing. We'll pass it on to JT and EA for the official pregame show. Raiders and Packers are up next. Drainish Radio 920. Have a good one. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com. .com brought to you by Porta Subs